Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey girl, it's Steph and we're back for another episode of the topic of obedience. This week, we're talking about the opposite. It's all about disobedience this week. What is disobedience? Why do we disobey? Why don't we just do what we're supposed to do? We're going to talk about it. You ready? I'm excited. Jesus, thank you so much for yet another opportunity to share your word. Let us decide that this will be the year that we decide not only to listen, but apply to our lives and make change for the better. God, I thank you that you guide our steps, you order our paths, and if we align ourselves with your will, we will be exactly where we need to be. Thank you for keeping us, watching over us, guiding us, protecting us, and most importantly, loving us and dying for us. We love you, we praise you, we honor you, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So disobedience. Y'all, if y'all have been following me for a while or listening to the podcast, I am super passionate about obedience and obviously the opposite of it too, disobedience, because I know how important it is in our lives. And I tell people, I've lived enough disobedience that child, it's time for me to get right, act right, and be obedient. I have done enough. (laughs) And this is not saying that I'm perfect and I do everything that I'm supposed to now, but I'm actively choosing every day to strive for obedience versus just be ratchet and do what I want to (laughs) do. So we're talking about disobedience and the consequences of disobedience. And the other episodes regarding obedience that we've talked about already include what is obedience, we talked about what it looks like, We also talked about how important obedience is in our lives. So this week, we're talking about the consequences of disobedience. So first, let's just start off with the definition of disobedience. And for this week, I'm not necessarily using a definition straight from Webster, but I'm breaking down the word. And so dis is a prefix. And dis means to be hard, to be difficult, or to be apart. And we already know the definition of obedience means to be in compliance with something with a standard or a law that has been set in place to comply, to submit to. So if you are in disobedience, that means it is hard for you to comply, it is difficult for you to comply, or you are apart from compliance. And that's kind of what I want to focus on, being apart. You are apart from compliance. You are apart from obedience. That means that you are not in obedience you are set aside you are in a different state than obedience this shows you right away that disobedience and obedience are completely different and cannot coexist and we have to remember this because a lot of times we try to justify ourselves and say it's not that bad it's just a little bit here it's just a little bit there and we try to somehow in our minds tell ourselves that we are still in obedience But even the word itself shows you that there is a distinction between obedience and disobedience. That means that you are not close to obedience. You are apart. So that's just laying the foundation from the jump. That is disobedience. To not be in obedience. To not comply. To not submit to a standard or a law that is set in place. So I did a Bible study last month and we were talking about purpose. And 
during the Facebook live session, someone commented and said that we have to acknowledge and address the root issue. And so I took it a step further and I said that we have to not only acknowledge and address, but also analyze that thing, that root issue that is causing you to not walk in your purpose or to not believe in God or not believe that he has a purpose for you. And so that was the context that we spoke about it in the Bible study. But I also want to apply that here to the podcast for obedience because we have to acknowledge, address, and analyze the root issue of why we do not want to be in obedience, why we are choosing to live in disobedience to God. And note, when I say live in disobedience, some people will try to say that they don't fit in that category because they say that they're Christians, they go to church, they lead worship, they serve in the youth group, and those things are great, but you can still be holding back a certain part of your life and so therefore you're still living in disobedience in that area to live in disobedience does not mean that you are blatantly just flat out being agnostic or atheist or not believing in god or not saying yes to anything about god being disobedience means not saying yes to everything that's a word i'm gonna say that again being disobedient to god does not mean that you are just not saying yes to one thing. But being in disobedience means that you are not saying yes to everything. Because so many times we like to say, oh, well, it's just this one thing that I'm just not surrendering. That thing is very important to God because he wants our all. He wants all of us. And so that requires us to surrender it all to him. So first things first, we have to acknowledge that God is sovereign. I feel like you really can't move forward from that point without acknowledging that. And so as we're talking about back to the basics, which is the overarching theme for Christian Girls Pop for the year of 2021, and back to the basics means that we're getting back to the basics of foundational principles of Christianity, but also foundational principles of Christian Girls Pop. And so as we're getting back to the basics, you have to acknowledge that God is sovereign. This is one of his attributes. This is one of his characteristics that do not change. Nothing about God will ever change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we believe that he is that, then we also have to believe that the things that embody him and the things that describe him and the things that are attributed to him also do not change. So therefore, his sovereignty does not change either. So we have to acknowledge that God is sovereign. I did an interview with someone that's actually going to be released next week. And she mentioned that you can't obey God until you trust him. And so this may be something that we have to address at the root. If we're getting back to the basics, if we're getting back to the basics, if we're laying that solid foundation, we have to acknowledge the fact that there may be things that are hindering us from obeying God. And one of the things, one of the big things that stops us is the simple fact that we don't trust God. We don't trust God and we may not want to say that with our mouth. We may not want to say that with our words. We think that's a little too blunt, a little too frank, but we'll say it with our actions as we decide to do things on our own. You have to remember God is sovereign and to be sovereign means that you reign over all. That means that not only do you reign over all, but you see all, you oversee all things and you align all things as they should. Romans 8.28 says that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so if we believe that, if we're believing scripture, then we also have to believe that his sovereignty is what allows him to work all things out together for our good. You can also think of Jeremiah 1 and 5 when he says, before I formed you in the womb, I had a purpose for you. That means that he was sovereign enough to have it all planned out from the beginning. So when we acknowledge that God is sovereign, that is when we're able to really move forward with being obedient because then we begin to trust him. 
If we acknowledge and address and analyze his sovereignty and we can look back in our lives, we can see that he has been sovereign. He has put things together for us that we would have not even thought of doing. And we realize that he's had his hand on our life since the beginning. When we see that, then and only then are we able to begin to trust him with our life. So he's sovereign. He oversees all things. You can trust him. Another thing that we have to acknowledge is that when God is commanding something of us, when God asks something of us, it's for a reason and it's always for our good. Anything that he has said in scripture that we should abstain from, that we should not pursue, is for our good. You can look in Galatians as he speaks about staying away from witchcraft or lust or even scripture says to just abstain from all evil. He's not just doing that just because he just wants us to be quote-unquote boring or not do all the quote-unquote fun things as a world would call it, but he's doing it for our protection, for our purity, for our good, to sustain us, to keep us, to keep us on track, to make sure that we are not being infiltrated by the things of this world. All of those things matter, and that is why God sets set up certain things in our life. Let's let's use an example that a lot of people know, fornication. So scripture blatantly tells us to not have sex outside of marriage, to not involve ourselves in fornication. Now the world has created this entire new culture and it's all about, you know, you do what makes you feel happy, you know, do what makes you happy and you do what you want, you know, and people will say, oh, you got to test drive it before you buy it and all these other crazy sayings that have come about to try and justify fornication and so if you don't really understand or trust God or understand that he does all things for our good then you may see that quote-unquote rule or that standard that he set and you're like oh that's so boring that's so lame what am I supposed to do with my boyfriend like that's so everyone else is doing it like everyone else seems to be having fun I don't get it but God knows his design when he created sex he knows why he did certain things the way he did he knows the emotional connection he knows all these things and he knows that there's supposed to be something sacred about it that happens within a marriage but not outside of it and if you think about it a lot of people may have experienced this where you're dating a guy you're talking to a guy you end up having sex with him and it's a lot harder to get over him versus just meeting some random person talking to them a little bit and then figuring out like yeah I don't really like you and you can move on because now you have more of a connection with someone that you've been intimate with. And so that's just one example that you can use to show that, okay, maybe God really does have my best interest at heart. He wants me to just be protected in all of this. God wants us to have blessings. God wants us to have the gifts that he's designed and created in this world. But he wants us to enjoy them within his will and within his timing, within his plan. When we get outside of that, that's when things start going haywire. That's when things don't go as they should. God sets things up in our lives in a certain way to protect us. And so I want you to know that when he's saying no or when he's saying maybe not right now, there are reasons for those things. His timing is good. His protection is good. He cares for you. These are all reasons why he is saying no or not right now. You have to trust that he knows best. So that's acknowledging a little bit about God and his sovereignty and the way he sets things up in our life and how good of a father he is to us. But now let's look at our own life. Why do we disobey? Why do we disobey? It comes down to one word, pride. Pride. 
the reason that we disobey is because of pride. Because we think that we can't be wrong. We think that we know best. We think that we know better than God. And there's different quote-unquote reasons that we may disobey, but the root cause always comes back to pride. If you think about when you were younger, maybe one of your parents or whoever raised you, they told you, don't touch the stove. You thought, even if at five years old, you wouldn't attribute it to quote-unquote pride, that's essentially what it was. You thought, I know better than her. I can touch the stove and it will be fine. And you touch the stove, you realize it was hot and you learned your lesson. Even if it was quote-unquote curiosity and you wanted to know what it, what it was she was preventing you from, right? Because then some people will say it wasn't really pride. It was just curiosity. And that's fine, but curiosity still has a root cause of pride because you still needing to figure out the why means that you don't trust the person that said it, which can come back to pride because I, I don't know if I can really trust what they say. I think I know better. Yes, to just the external lens, it may look like curiosity, but pride is an underlying motive there. We think we know better. Another thing that we may attribute our disobedience to is just impatience and frustration. We want it now. We got to have it now. We're used to getting everything our way when we want it, how we want it. And now God is all of a sudden saying no or not right now. And we just can't understand that concept. We just don't get it. We're just like, I don't even, I don't know about that. I don't know how I feel about that. It still leads back to pride. We want it now. We're impatient. And we think that our time is better than God's perfect timing. Still leading back to pride. Sometimes we just don't understand why God is saying certain things or asking certain things of us. That still leads back to pride. It's one thing to just not understand why God is saying something or asking something of you. But it's another thing to continue to act in disobedience simply because you don't understand. Because that's still saying, I think I know better. Even if I don't understand why he would say that. So because I don't understand, I'm going to still do what I want to do. Still leading back to pride. And last but not least, sometimes we just don't trust God. We're still leads back to pride because we have maybe been hurt by others. We have built up these walls. We have created these barricades, these forts that we've put up against God and against his voice and against his will for our life. And we have prided ourselves in those things to the point where we will not let him in. Other people have hurt us. Other people have taken advantage of us. And because of that, We'd rather just do it all ourselves. We'd rather just do the saying, do you, boo? We'd rather just do that instead of doing what God asked for us. So it always leads back to pride. And I know this is not the most fun podcast, the most like, oh my gosh, you're doing great. Keep going. (laughs) It's not necessarily that podcast, but I'm so emphatic about this topic because so many of us live in disobedience. So many of us are not completely saying yes to God and we miss out on so many blessings. And so many things that he has for us because we choose to do what makes us feel good and what is pleasing temporarily and what is fun instead of what is holy and what is acceptable and what is pleasing to God. And if we can move past that, if we can address the root issue, if we can nip it in the bud, if we can kill the weeds and if we can begin to grow in God and deepen our relationship with him and say yes to him with our whole lives, we will see so many blessings unfold in our life. And it's not even that it's some prosperity gospel where you just do this thing and all of a sudden you're rich. That's not the case. But what I'm saying is when you walk in obedience, when you obey God with your whole heart, blessings come because he delights in us. He wants to reward us with things. But not only blessings, we just experience God in a deeper way. We have a more intimate relationship with him. 
we go high we we elevate ourselves in him we get deeper in his word we walk in our purpose and we see this entire life that we would have never experienced had we not been obedient i've been there i've lived in disobedience a lot a whole lot girl and i always tell y'all there's nothing i'll say that is not something i haven't experienced in my own life and your girl was a hot mess i've lived in disobedience i've talked to the guys that god told me not to talk to i've gone to the places where i shouldn't have gone and regretted it from the minute i got there i stayed in relationships that i shouldn't have i didn't surrender to him when i needed to i did a lot that caused consequences in my life that cause other things to happen and I look back and I see that God was trying to protect me and save me and now I look and see all the things that I've experienced and so not just in the materialistic sense but I've experienced God in such a new way and have such an intimate relationship with him now that I would have never had had I continued to think that me staying in that relationship was better for me than experiencing God that me surrendering certain things that I was doing certain habits certain music that I listened to certain tv shows if I hadn't surrendered those because I thought that that temporary pleasure of binging on Netflix or just watching all the quote-unquote cool shows that I thought that was better than God I would have missed out on so much and so this is why I'm so passionate about expressing it to you because I want you to also walk in obedience I want you to walk in the life that God created and designed you for knowing that he has so much in store for you if you decide that he knows best and you act accordingly so in scripture you can see an instance of someone in the bible that disobeyed and a lot of people may know him but Jonah he blatantly disobeyed God and you can read his story in the book of Jonah's in the old testament it's a couple of chapters it's a pretty short read but you see that God asked him to go and preach to a certain city. He went the complete opposite way. Hopped on a boat, tried to run away from God. But everyone knows you cannot run away from God. So God had to do anything in his power to get him back. And through the intervening of God, Jonah decided to be obedient. And he repented, went to the city that God originally asked and commanded him to go to. And many were saved because of his obedience. And so we can look at that story and we can see the different parts. We can see how he ran away from God. We can see how God had to step in, which thank God for God's intervention in our lives when we mess up. Okay, can I get an amen? Because if it was not for the intervention and the grace of God, your girl would be a hot mess. Hot, hot mess. And then we also see after the intervention, we see God giving him another chance to go and preach the word of God to the people that he had asked and just seeing what came from that moment is amazing to see you see that God had such a plan for him and you see how important obedience can be so that's a story in the Bible that talks about obedience but you can even look in your own life and ask yourself have I ran away have I ignored God's interventions in my life have I repented am I doing what God wants me to do now ask yourself where am I in this process Am I still just blatantly running away from God, just doing what I want? Like, where am I on the on the spectrum of <laughs> blatant disobedience to going and doing what God commanded you to do? Where are you on this on this spectrum? Ask yourself and then see what's needed for you to get to going and doing what God asks of you. What is it? What is needed? What is lacking? What is hindering you from going to do what God asks of you? I want you to know this. God is a God of grace. God is merciful. His mercies are new every morning. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 tells us that. But there are also consequences for our disobedience. 
And this is not to bash, to shame you, to beat you upside the head, but this is to show you that we can't play around. We can't just continue to put things off for tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow is today, and then tomorrow is today. So tomorrow technically never comes. We must do what God is asking us to do now. When we're disobedient, it can bring heartbreak, confusion, chaos, dysfunction. Not only to you, but it can also bring it to others too. As I shared as part of my story of me talking to guys that I shouldn't have, there was a, there was a guy that I knew from the beginning I should not have talked to, but I, hadn't, I had been single for a couple years by then, and I thought I was just, I tried to just justify it in every single way possible. I told myself I was just nervous because I hadn't talked to a guy in a while. I told myself that I just needed to give him a chance. I tried to just come up with all these different ways of justifying what I felt deep down was God's tugging and God showing me, hey, this is not what I have for you. This is not what I want. And I just couldn't understand. And this was my pride because I was at a point where I believed basically that what I saw was good enough. But God saw so much else. God is sovereign. So he saw the full picture. He saw how he was how the guy was he saw what it could have affected and what it did affect because of my disobedience and God saw all of that but all I saw was a guy that looked like a good Christian guy on paper and that's all I needed to see for me and so I decided to go for it anyway and there was so many red flags so many times where God was showing me like blaring like back 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 like don't do this don't do this and did I do it I did it y'all know like that TikTok video I guess it's TikTok I don't know I'm kind of I'm not super tech savvy. I'm young, but like, I don't, I'm like a 85 year old lady, honestly. Like, I don't know a bunch of stuff about all the new hip stuff, but I think it's on TikTok when they're like, girl, don't do it. I ain't gonna do it. I was just thinking about it. And then they, she says, I did it. That was me, y'all. That was literally me. I'm like, I ain't gonna do it. I mean, I'm just thinking about it. I ain't gonna really talk to him. Definitely did. And to keep a long story, very long story short, it brought heartbreak, confusion, so much chaos, so much dysfunction, not only to me, but it ended up affecting a friendship as well. And so I just look back on that moment. I'm just like, Lord, my bad. <laughs> like in the most repenting state possible, I'm like, that was all me, my bad. You definitely warned me like 27,000 times and I didn't listen. And God is a God of grace. And I never share that story from a place of guilt or shame now. I like, I know the Lord has redeemed me and I know that the Lord has forgiven me and redeemed me. And I've learned from that. And me and my friend are good now, but I look back and I'm like, Lord, I didn't, none of that had to happen. Like none of that. And so the, the story with the guy is pretty confusing, but essentially every person involved in the story had a part to play and everyone was at fault in some way, shape or form. But at the end of the day, I look back and I've told my friend this and I say, I wonder how things would have been different. I wonder how much things would have been different if I had been obedient from the beginning. And this is not to beat myself up upside the head. Like I said, like I acknowledge that there's grace and I'm forgiven. That's not who I am anymore. That's a learned lesson and never going back to something like that again. But I just look back and I see how my disobedience affected others. And so I want you to know that as we're talking about disobedience, as we're talking about the ways that disobedience can affect not only you, but others, know that, yes, God is a God of grace, but there are still earthly consequences for our actions. If I go out and kill somebody right now, will God forgive me if I have a true repenting heart and I decide that I am really sorry? Yes. 
And I know that's a crazy concept to believe because I just took a life, but that's how powerful the blood of Jesus is. And that's what God died for. God died for all sin. But will there still be earthly consequences? Absolutely. I'm going to have to repent from my jail cell because that's where I'm about to be for the next 20, 30 years because there are earthly consequences. And so, yes, there's grace. Yes, God has your best interest at heart, but there are just simple earthly consequences that may happen because of your disobedience. Others are affected. In the story with Jonah and the Bible, Jonah thought his disobedience was only going to affect him. He was just going to hop on a boat, forget that God ever told him to do that. He was just going to go make a new life somewhere else. I don't really know what his plan was. He just hopped on a boat and took off running. And honestly, that's kind of what it's like in our life. We just, we don't really even be thinking when we're, when we're trying to be disobedient. We don't even think the whole thing through. We're just like, ah, let's just do it. It's fun. Or we think it's fun until it's not. So Jonah thought his disobedience was only going to affect him, but it ended up affecting everyone that was on the boat with him because then a great storm came and they realized like, "Uh uh-uh, hold up, something's happening. And they realized it was because Jonah was on the boat. So all of them are scared. All of them are freaking out. And they all had to experience fear and probably being soaking wet and the boat going topsy-turvy and all these things because of Jonah. So then Jonah had to be thrown overboard. God intervened. Big fish got him. Stayed in the belly of a fish for three days. Was regurgitated, essentially, and then went and gone. And then went and decided to go preach the word of God. But look how other people were affected by one person. We talked about this last week. Romans 5.19 says, For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so as by the one man's obedience the many were made righteous. For as by one man's disobedience, one person's disobedience can affect so many and can lead people astray and can cause them to stumble and can cause them to have their own issues in their life. And so it's not that we're just walking around every day like, oh my gosh, am I going to mess something up for someone else? Oh my gosh, am I going to mess it all up? Am I going to ruin everything for everyone else? That's not the attitude we're going to have, but we have to have a reverence and acknowledging of our decisions and our actions, knowing that when God is asking something of us, when God is asking us to not go somewhere or to not do something or to go and do something and go and start something and to go lead something, there are other people that will be affected by it. And you and your choices will dis- will determine how they are affected. If God tells you to go and lead a girls group and you decide to do it, then they are blessed by it. They are encouraged. They get to grow in their relationship with God. Some of them may even go on to lead their own Bible studies. And they get to grow and they get to deepen their relationship with God. But in the same breath, if God asks you to lead a girls group and you say no, There are souls there that are not getting to hear about God. They don't get to hear the gospel. They don't get to see what it's like to live in relationship with Jesus. They don't get to see and experience the freedom that Christ Jesus has for them. They stay bound to the things of this world. They stay in slavery to the sin of the enemy and the sin of this world. And so we have to look and see what will my decisions bring to others? Who will be affected by my decisions? Who will, be, who will face certain things in their life based off my actions? And so that's what I want to leave you with as we close this episode. Take time to think about your actions. Take time to think about your decisions. What will your life do? Who will be affected by the choices that you make? Trust that what God is asking of you and commanding of you is not only for your good, but for the good of others as well. Trust that he knows best. Trust that he's sovereign and act accordingly to what you believe. If you believe God is sovereign, 
then act accordingly. If you believe that God has your best interests at heart, then act accordingly to that. If you believe Romans 8.28, that he's working all things together for your good, then walk in obedience, trusting that wholeheartedly, knowing that he has your best interests at heart, that he cares for you, that he loves you, and that he wants you to remain in obedience always. No longer will we live in disobedience. It's time to surrender wholeheartedly to what God has for us and live the life that he created and designed us for. That's it for this week's episode of Christian Girls Pop. Thanks so much for tuning in. I pray that it was a blessing to you. Share it with someone else that you know. Send it to them and invite them to join Christian Girls Pop. If you haven't or they haven't already, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. And you can find us on Twitter at underscore CG Pop. If you would like to donate via PayPal, you can donate using the email address cgpopdonate at gmail.com. Our monthly Bible study will be Saturday, February 20th, and there's two opportunities for you to join. There's a 6 p.m. session on Instagram and a 7 p.m. session on Facebook. Both of those times are Central Standard Time Zone. Once again, that's this Saturday, February 20th, and there's two opportunities for you to join, 6 p.m. on Instagram, 7 p.m. on Facebook, and both of those times are Central Standard Time Zone. This is going to be good. We're going to dive into more about what it looks like to walk in obedience versus walking in disobedience. We're going to talk some more about it, study it out, and get some practical ways that we can apply it to our lives. Thanks so much for tuning in, and as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much, don't you ever forget it.